Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Kairos Living, and welcome to season two. Today, I am super excited to be back and super excited for this guest. So she is just a motivator to many and just a strong believer and advocate for women to feel strong in their body, mind, and spirit. She's also a mom of five and honestly just does it all and does it all with love and abundance. And I'm just super excited to have her on here today. So today I am with Sarah Brooks. Sarah. Hi, Abe. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me, and you are so sweet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here and talk with me. Of course. Of course. We are very excited. So, well, first I wanted to. My door. That's. Oh, someone's out the door. Come in. <laughs> Come in. Remember, mommy's in a meeting. Do you want to say hi? Hi. What's your name? Heck. This is not. Hi, Huck. <laughs> hey, you can go talk to daddy. He's upstairs outside, okay? Mommy's in the meeting, okay? I love you. I'll see you in a few minutes. Can you close the door for me, please? Oh, my God. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> He's so cute. That was great. That was one of her kids. Yep. Oh, my gosh. How old is Huck? He is five. Yep. He's five. Yep. Wow. So what grade is that? He is, he'll be going into kindergarten. So he is in preschool right now. Yep. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. Well, and then I was trying to think how we kind of know each other. And I feel like we just know some of the same people. And that's how we kind of connected. Yeah. And I love, I'm a big fan of your mom. She's amazing. Yes, that's right. Yep. Graceful and all that. So Heather is wonderful. She's a yes. And I've just, Sarah just runs an awesome Instagram and is always being so active and open on it. And you were one of the first people that popped in my head for Kairos Living. I was like, I want to hear more about her and her life. So Great. I'm an open book. We are doing it today. Yes. So I wanted to first start, like, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you love, what your life is like? Yeah. That's broad, but <laughs> just a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, I'm 33. We live in Colorado and she said, like, I have five kids. I'm happily married. I love my spouse, my husband, Joe. And we've been married for 14 years. We actually, I was really young when I got married. I was 19 when I got married. Oh my gosh. You were high school sweethearts. I know kind of high school sweethearts. He was in college. I was in high school for most of that, but you know, I wouldn't go around saying everyone should get married at 19, but it worked for us. And we went to school at GCU so after we got married, he actually walked to work. He was working at the, in the spiritual life office there and I walked to school. And so it worked out for that relationship to, for us to work and be in school. And I still had got a degree. I used to teach. And then we had our first son in 2012, um, moved back to Colorado. You know, I love all things Colorado. I love music. Yes. Yeah. There are a lot of things right now that I feel like I would love to do that. I haven't done in a while right now. I am pretty much mom. <laughs> I'm a coach, um, but you know, I do love to hike. I love food. I love music. I miss concerts so much. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
So I was hoping we'd have some this summer, maybe, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah. When they release their concert dates or whoever, you're like, cool, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yes. You're so right. Yes. Can you talk a little bit more about your kids? Yeah. How old they are? What are their names? And Yeah. I have an eight-year-old, Everett. We call him Ev. And then Bear is six. Bear. He's a classic middle middle child. Um, okay. Him and him, Bear, and Everett were the first three for so long. And then we have Huck, who just came in. Yes. Huck was here. Uh-huh. And then Huck is five. And then I had twins in May 2019. Okay. That, that was next. 2019. I know. Gosh. Feels like I keep saying last year, and that's not true. It was two years ago. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, because I would have thought last year too. Oh yeah, me too. Then they remind me they're toddlers. They're not babies anymore. Yeah, because you just posted a picture yesterday, and I was like, oh, yep. they're so big. They're big. Yeah, and it's a boy and a girl. Boy and a girl, Leona and Dax, as in Dax Shepherd. All the names, they're so cute. Oh, what is it like with twins and? three other kids. Yeah. Twins are wild. It's it's an adventure. It's not like having three kids. It's not like having two kids that are close in age. It is very challenging. A lot of parents or moms of twins, when I would tell them I'm having twins, they would say, oh my goodness, twins are so much fun. And I didn't believe them, but they are a lot of fun. (laughs) They are a lot of fun, which is good because they are very challenging too. Yeah. It's been, it's been crazy that from pregnancy to birth, to newborn, to babies, toddler life is really challenging right now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like all those phases that they're the mm-hmm. same age yep. and going through that together. And they feed off of each other. There's always like some trend in our house, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. One baby's into putting on a bike helmet. The other baby needs to, I say baby, needs a bike helmet. Or if one baby yes. is taking off her diaper, the other one is too. Like oh there's always a gosh. trend each day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how are the other three boys with the twins? They love them. They oh. love them. And you can see that a lot when I share that. They just, I was floored by how kind and sweet and loving each and every one of them are. I remember oh when gosh. Huck, I mean, he was three when they were born. I have a picture of him reading books to them, like all the time. He'd always read books. Oh is so snuggly and sweet and helpful. And same with Everett. Everett's like, there's, I have a video from him yesterday, just holding both of them and they love him. Oh, And it's been sweet. I think like my boys were really rowdy and they still are, but having them in our house now and having a little brother and sister, like really taught them how to be empathetic and compassionate and a little more tender and a little more soft and oh. open to other humans around them. <laughs> Life is not about them. It's about everybody. <laughs> yeah. And to have like a girl too. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's so sweet. All the bows, all the dresses. (laughs) Yes. I was going to ask you, like, how do your kids add to your everyday life? I love this question. You know, there's a lot of chaos. I bet. (laughs) It is louder and it's messy. And my husband and I, I'm grateful. We, we clean up every night, but you can't tell the next day, but on a positive note, like there's so much joy and our lives would be so boring without them. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we just really know what matters most and we hold on to the things that truly matter. And we've been able to let go of the things that don't, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is really nice to do. You're, you're pretty much forced to do that. Like you, you can't sweat the small stuff, but that helps to truly enjoy and live life fully. And 
that's what they totally, they totally add that to us. Lots of joy. That's awesome. And I realized we kind of skipped over to your husband, Joe. What does he do? So he used to work in higher ed. And as of two years ago, it was like about a month before we found out we were having twins. Um, He is now a pastor. He's not a teaching pastor per se. He is more of the behind the scenes, discipleship type, you know, um, really relational, community oriented. He keeps the building float and takes care of all of that. Cause he also, he's just kind of like a jack of all trades. Okay. He runs programming in the mornings on Sundays. He did a ton of all of like the technology and videos, especially during COVID. Wow. He That's works great. really hard and behind the scenes. And he loves people and he loves our church and, and he loves Jesus obviously. And he just, he's a, he's a really good guy. That's awesome. So as far as like your day to day, are you, is your work mostly at home? So you're with the kids? Yes. Okay. His work is flexible, but you know, being a pastor, it's random sometimes. Yeah. So going back on to being a mom, like what is something you love the most about being a mom? Yeah. You sent me this question. And to be honest, there was a point where I was like, I'm in a hard season. And I just think that I should be honest with everybody here and tell them that like, there are times where it's not that I don't love being a mom. I'm just, there's times where I have to work hard to find that joy. Um, And I love that question to reflect on it because I think it's pushing towards gratitude and gratitude always helps our attitude, right? Not to sound cheesy, (laughs) but it does. It shifts our mindset. It helps our hearts soften to maybe the more difficult circumstances around us. You know, I am just... I love watching my kids grow and learn. I love right now. I'm, I just love snuggling with them and and playing with them and holding them. And, you know, each of my kids right now, like ever is learning independence and learning like big kid things. It can be third grade, which is kind of a big deal. Developmentally. That's a, that's a shift for sure. I taught third grade and that was kind of like one year after third grade, like there's a shift that happened, you know, when bears learning how to read and Huck is learning how to ride a bike and the twins are learning words. So I'm just continuing, continually like around all of this discovery and learning. Um, and I, I just, I'm enjoying that a ton. And I know it's not going to always be this, this like crazy all these learning moments happening, you know? Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so, that's such a cool thing to mention. Like they're all in different phases of this like developmental and like learning and wow, that's crazy to think about. It's keeping us on our toes. (laughs) I bet. Oh my gosh. You don't want to screw this up. We're going to probably, but. (laughs) You know, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I babysit like these two boys and they they just like make my day whenever I go over there, like the joy they have and just the curiosity, like yes, that's just what I so love about kids, yeah. you know, and it gives you that new perspective. Yeah. The wonder and the, the joy and the little things too. <sighs> yes. Something like we lose when we grow older. Mm-hmm. Kids keep you young. Yeah. Too. There you go. Yeah. Slash make you old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so funny. And then this is like, a big question, but what so far is the biggest thing you've learned from being a mom? Yeah. I mean, there's, it was a point where when I had my three boys, I'm like, you know, I know what I'm doing. I mean, I'm going to learn, but I I'm pretty, pretty good at this. I I understand motherhood and stuff. And then when the twins were born, I was humbled very quickly. Mm. 
And, you know, I had to learn how to ask for help and be okay with that. Um, but I think like for sure, I've learned how to have better grace for myself and for people to understand like true difficult moments. And like, you know, true motherhood is we're always continually humbled and learning. Um, but I don't have to live in the stance of striving. I can also rest and I can also ask for help and I can have grace for myself and know that I'm not going to be perfect and it's okay. And so I really learned how to let go of that like high maintenance <laughs> perfectionism. Yeah, that's hard though. That's something I've learned. I learned how to do. Yeah. But yes. Well, I was just reading this quote today on, I think it was on Instagram and it was like how our culture, like we help people when they're burnt out mm -hmm. and we're like, take this time to rest. But how do we avoid being burnt out in the first place? Yeah, totally. And I've been trying to think about lately too, because burnout is such a real thing, but how can we just not even get to that stage and yes. recognize like how important rest is too? And yes, it's a difficult thing. That's such a good point. I feel like I definitely in this last year learned, oh no, I am about to, if I don't do something now this could get really ugly really fast yeah yeah setting better boundaries and everything I think again like having a bunch of kids you learn you learn how to set boundaries and actually hold them I'm not in the oh I wish I wasn't on my phone as much or I wish that we did more things it's this is what we do because we have no other choice and I can't be on my phone and so really having good boundaries yeah yeah oh and I was going to ask you too like with COVID were they doing school from home yeah the first half of COVID, it was just my son. Okay. And so it was just one kid, which when I look back at it, it wasn't too bad. He wasn't on Zoom a lot and he had, he just had like um, online work and stuff. And there were some moments that were hard because I was teaching him some things. And then I had the other four that just kind of, I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. Babies and yeah, we tried to get things done during nap time. And then the first, second half, we had three kids in school and lots of Zoom chats. But I mean, my kids' school did go back pretty quickly compared to others. Okay. Um, we did have a couple, like I think from Thanksgiving till January 19th, we were back in remote learning. And that was like pretty hard during Christmas time because I'm trying to... That's a lot. The moment my three boys would all be on Zoom at once, that's when the babies would lose their minds and they need to pulling my pants. So I'm trying to help one kid on Zoom. I'm like, I'm sorry to all the teachers that can hear what's happening on the other end. It was stressful. That's so much. Yeah. Oh <laughs> we got through though, you know, again, grace upon grace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Grace is so needed for, wow. That's a lot to handle. That's a little outlook on Sarah's kids and that family life. We're going to move on to fitness. Yes. In I want you to share, because I don't even know really what you do. Great. But I know it's awesome, but I want to hear more. Yeah. I am a beach body coach. So it is basically, you know, I got connected with it when I had my first. I personally, you know, I had him in 2012. 2012, never would I ever had said I would be into health and fitness and helping people and working online. And that was not on my radar whatsoever. Um, you know, I was an athlete in high school, but I don't, I didn't have a good handle on what nutrition is. I think even since that time, as Instagram has grown, I think that like a lot of us are way more aware of like nutrition and taking care of our bodies and um, understanding what we need to eat and like what that looks like, not, you know, to, to, to operate at our optimal best, but then I had no clue. And so I found a friend online, kind of like 
people do with me. And I, and I saw she was doing a fitness challenge and I said, that looks like fun and I need help. I was probably 40, 50 pounds overweight from having Everett and just being in pregnancy. And he was seven months at the time. Oh, I signed up for the Tough Mudder, which was silly during pregnancy. So I was in no way, shape or form ready for that. Like I, I would really run. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was in panic mode. I signed up for Insanity, which that's a way old school program now, but I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So that was kind of one of the only programs we had back then. Um, but I started to really love this process of not just working out and having that like accountability. I, you know, I spent money on this package and my husband was like, are you going to do it? Because you, right. You know, right. He was skeptical. And I'm like, fine, I'm going to do it. I have no other option. This is, I don't want to go running. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't know what I'm doing at the gym. I feel uncomfortable there. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely not. So I loved being able to like work out during Everett's nap or in the morning before he woke up and I lost, I just, I didn't even like track my food. I just started eating healthier. Um, we had something like, uh, it's called Shakeology, which I really love. I've been drinking it since. And that was something that I said I'd never do. And I started like really seeing the benefits of that and just doing that, eating less, I still like, don't get me wrong. I love pizza night. I love wine. I love, yes. like, I love good food, but I just had a better handle of, I ate more vegetables. And, and then, and so because of that, it was just, it was fun. And I remember it was probably, I did the Tough Mudder, which was so empowering. I couldn't believe it happened, but I felt great during it. And it was like 11 miles of crazy, crazy obstacle courses up and down. Oh mountain. my gosh. Yeah, it was nuts. And, but I mean, like, I remember crossing the finish line going, I would have never been able to do that. This is like, it just felt empowering. I love the community. And so I just wanted to pay for my bag of Shakeology and stay connected to women and stay accountable. And so that's where coaching started. And it just kind of has grown from there. What a story. It is. It's crazy because it wasn't what I ever said I would do or thought I would do. Right. And that's what I love about it too. Like, yeah. it's not something you studied in college probably or something Ooh. you, you're <laughs> like, no, <laughs> or something like you ever thought would be on your radar. But then just through experiences, you realized how important it is and just the community you were saying. And yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, I feel like coaching brings you to people that also were in very similar walks of life. And I love that. I loved being able to, or love being able to encourage women and connect them with the same things that I use every day versus, you know, trying to figure out what do I do? What do I, how do I work out? How do I, you know, get healthy? What do I eat? Like a lot of questions. So we have tons of resources for that. That is systematic. And that's awesome. Yeah. We're a little bit different now. We have tons of trainers and it's all online. There's no DVDs, but back in the day you would get like DVDs and programs. And now it's like all of our programs. If we have like, we have one that's 80 days long, it's there's 80 workouts. Um, and 100, there's a hundred different workouts that continually like get harder. So it's not like our mom's workouts anymore. We're going to do the same sad workout every Monday or whatever. <laughs> I was like, I would be so like done with that at that point, you know, boring. Mm -hmm. totally. So you, you found your love for like this program and working out and just the community. How did you like get plugged into that? Yeah, I think 
what ended up happening was I, again, I just wanted to figure out a way to pay for, I love Shakeology. I love like what we were doing and I love the accountability. And so my coach was like, okay, let me help you. I'll train you. And she just, they had like a system for training of, of just kind of like what each other does in our heart. And the overall like heart is just to help people to end the trend of obesity, to end the trend of just being stuck. You know what I mean? And so the more training I jumped into, I just started seeing the vision for that. And the more moms that I've been connected with that also just kind of maybe feel stuck at home, um, that maybe they're not feeling like they're driven or they do have a huge weight loss goal, but don't have connection or support for that. Um, I started to really have a heart for that because I was that person. Yeah. Like you had been through that. Totally. Yeah. And now I train my coaches to do the same. So it's kind of this cool ripple effect. Oh my gosh. So coaching, like, do you have a certain number of people you coach? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So, you know, every month I do bring on new clients, but you know, I have clients that have been with me for a long time. Um, and then I have, you know, a big team of coaches too. I don't have an exact number, but they have coaches who have coaches and that's all of our team. We call it for freedom fitness. And so yeah, it just, it's continually growing, which is exciting, but I try to, to help at least five to 10 people every month is my goal. Personally. Wow. Yeah. Together and yeah, have something called bod groups. It's on an app, like people could check in with it, and they I can see their workouts. So they have a coach watch. Did you push play or not? You know, we have two nutrition programs that come with tons of videos to help them. They're both structured differently, which is great because we're humans and we need different to kind of choose there. And and again, and I also put them in like my little text threads, and that's my favorite because they get to know each other. And they connect with each other and like, oh man, I slept in through my alarm. I need to work out after work. Anybody want to join me? You know, like that kind of stuff happens a lot. So it's not just me coaching. It's, it's a community of women. It's a community. That's really cool. That's why I like it so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. This yeah. is really inspiring to just hear more about that. For you, like what has been your favorite part of the coaching? Oh, there's so much. It's hard. I think for me, it's looking at, cause I do have two jobs. I have coaching actually like coaching women and mentoring them in their health and fitness. And I have the job of coaching my coaches and helping them with their business. But it's the same thing. Like when I see my coaches help other women, when I see that my coaches grow their business or like hold a certain rank, or maybe they're earning that extra $50, $100, $200 a week. That's a big deal for people that are starting out. And so, you know, a lot of these are moms that just need some extra cash. <laughs> That's exciting. And then also the, the same part, like I just love getting texts and messages all the time from my women who are like, I feel good or my jeans fit or I haven't had energy like this or man, I was really, I didn't realize how bad it was until now. I just, I'm alive again. And yeah, we celebrate weight loss. That's exciting. Um, we celebrate finishing programs. It's just a lot of empowerment and excitement. That's really cool. On the hard days, that's what I hold on to all the time. That's amazing. For coaching, like how much are you, like, do you work out with your clients or are they doing it on their own? Yeah. So we kind of had this thing on Zoom. We call it the virtual gym. My gym was open all the time. Like people could jump on and it, I'm going to say what is it is open, but you know, people jump on Zoom whenever they can. And there's generally someone on there working out. I try to tell my groups, hey, I'm working out at this time. Or they know like I'm 
person. But when COVID hit, it really got big because people I bet. Using each other. And so we just, our Zoom room got much more full in the mornings and um, there's people in there reading their Bibles, they're reading, they're studying, they're just, you know, waking up, drinking coffee, and then they push play. That's typically what happens. But okay. there's people at five o'clock working out at night too. So sometimes I'll have people text me and say, Hey, I'm working out. And I'll try to hop on just to encourage them, but I'm not necessarily, you know, it's, they pick their program. You know, I'm doing a control freak program with a lot of my women, but then I'm also leading another one. So I'm not doing that, but I'm, you know, it's just whatever works for you. So many different things going on, dancing, weightlifting and boxing and bar and it's a ton. That makes sense. Yeah. And there's, there really is something about that. Like what you said, the empowerment of like, they're doing this not alone, but together with other people. Yeah. I just feel like that's so motivating in itself, you know? Totally. Yeah. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I don't want to be alone. What we kind of talked about, like food and eating already, but for you, like, cause you said you're a big food person. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes there's that idea of like being healthy is like limiting what you eat and only eating vegetables and you know, just this like idea of health. And for me, it's just always been, it's just unattainable to eat, to not have carbs. Well, people do it. They don't have carbs in their diet, but how do you like maintain like a healthy, but also sustainable like dieting? Yeah. Um, I feel like we have a a program it's called to be mindset. And it taught me a lot about sort of an intuitive eating mindset. It's not intuitive eating. I won't say that it is. Um, but I do kind of fuse those two together, that concept of intuitive eating versus also, um, you know, if you do have goals for yourself or you don't feel good, or you feel like food is impacting your life in a negative way. Um, and you do want to get a better handle. Like, yeah, there is, there needs to be some, um, whatever I hate the word restriction, but just more accountability, more, more boundaries around it. And I feel like right. that program has just taught me a better mindset towards food versus the, the, like, I can have this versus I can't have that. Um, and there's not restrictive lists in there. It's, there's not any, like, you should never have this. It's just, it's more like, this is what this does to your body. And so you can have it, just track it, write it down and right. see what happens the next day. Like, did that affect you in any way? And is it something you want to continue or maybe like maybe eat less of it next time? Or, you know, and it's, it's just saying, Look, that's what I did. Yeah. I had a glass of wine or I had pizza or whatever, uh, or I had two glasses of wine or I had two pieces of pizza, whatever that is. Those are my weaknesses right there. Like, oh yeah. Hanging out with my friends and, you know, enjoying carbs and cheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, I think for me, you know, I think about the pendulum and there's the one side of the pendulum that's like, don't eat this, don't eat that, you need to lose weight, or this is like all these restrictions. But then there's the other side too that a lot of people live in where they just don't care, right? Yeah. They're like, my body's beautiful the way it is. I love my body is good, which is true. And I'm going to have whatever I want when I want and everything is permissible. And I think like we're not supposed to be on either end. I think saying I love my body means I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to fuel it. Well, I'm going to be mindful. And you know what? I love pizza, but I'm not going to have it every night. And um, I'm going to make sure that I am getting lots of vegetables because I feel good when I eat vegetables and I'm going to drink my water because I feel good when I drink water. Um, And, and I do that because I love my body and my body is good. So Mm. for me, like, that's where I really try to live in is that balance of 
understanding, but also and loving my body and, and living life. But there's, there's a little ground there. I really like like that mindset a lot because I think the mindset on food is just that's the, your first start, you know, like yeah. getting this new perspective on food. But then it's like, what does my body actually crave versus what would actually like fill my body and like mm-hmm. be sustainable? And I think I want to talk to you about that just because I think this season for me, I've really realized just how much I enjoy food. And I don't think I was really enjoying food before. I was just kind of eating yeah. whatever, like was there and you know I was hungry so I just have a snack or something but what do what would I actually enjoy and what would my body what is my body telling me that I need or that I want right now it's just that mindset and it's a day-to-day journey for sure totally it's a mindset a million percent that's the name of I mean we have two nutrition programs one of them is like you might have seen them. There's containers involved and you measure out your foods and you can add so many of each color. The other one is called to be mindset. And that's the main focus is your mindset because what you tell your mind is what will be. And if you focus on all the things you can't have, then it's going to be a miserable journey of either feeling guilt for not having things or like, I can't have that, you know, yeah. uh, versus focusing on like, oh, here's this huge list of foods that are beneficial. And here's a bunch of different ways I can eat them. And here's some fun recipes and here's let's sprinkle some cheese on that, you know, like let's have more vegetables and I, or like weight loss can be fun. You know, having all those, just shifting your mind towards all that is, is super powerful. I think. I also, your Instagram is helpful too. Cause you'll post like those recipes or. Oh, good. <laughs> so helpful. I'm like, that looks so good. Yummy. I feel like I'm always like, ah shared a recipe in a while. I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> well, and I wanted to kind of talk about your Instagram too. Like, yeah. did your Instagram kind of start when your fitness journey started? Yes. Yep. For the part. Mm-hmm. So those started together because what is your Instagram? So the listeners can go check it out. Yeah. Um, I know when I first started Instagram, it was like to post pictures of my kid. <laughs> and then I really started learning about social media, you know, and it, social media is a beast. Just saying. It really is. She's she's special. I love reels. I love, I love reels. I love videos and things. Um, but my ultimate hope for, you know, Instagram and for my social media platform is to be, you know, your hype fitness friend. That's, that's me. If you like see me on Zoom, I'm going to cheer you on. Um, if you're sending me like, you know, if you have a problem and you text me, like I'm struggling with this, I'm going to hype you up and get you out of your funk. Like that's my, yes. my joy is to help you in a fun way, problem solve. Um, but I really just want women to be strong in mind and body and spirit, like all of it, not just physically fit, not just looking good, but like feeling good spiritually, mentally. Yeah. Just sprinkle on lots of joy around that too. Yes. <laughs> And I also love your Instagram because I feel like you're not like fake in any way. You know what I mean? You just, you show like good moments. And I also feel like you show like the hard moments or when you're having like a hard time or a hard day and you show your kids and just your lifestyle. And it's also just very motivating. So thank you, friend. I mean, that's, I yeah. can't be anything but myself. I have a hard time with that. I feel like if I can't show up in my weak moments of, I don't want to share this, then I just don't show up. It's like, no, I'm going through something. I'm just going to leave that be. And I always want to just continually spread encouragement and be honest and 
in real life. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. So to kind of end the health talk, what to you, if you had to tell someone, like, what is the biggest encouragement that you could tell someone if they're wanting to start working out or eating healthier or what's a big encouragement you would want to share? I think everybody's motivated differently. That's so true. You know, so it depends who you are and what your motivation is. I, before I give you advice, I want to figure out more about you, what motivates you. But a lot of times I look at people and they either need to find a friend or work on their mindset. And so, um, when you started my group, I, I give you our Zoom number. I'm like, jump in whenever you want. And I give you a list of personal development books and podcasts that you can plug into because you're going to have a bad day and you're going to get unmotivated and you're going to slip back into habits. And so if you're continually pressing into that mindset piece, that personal development and like making that part of your day, I think like so often we find ourselves like, okay, I'm not motivated right now or I'm not feeling great or I'm discouraged, but I'm going to keep going. Um, but I think ultimately the, really the people that are in it to win it are the ones that are connected to our, our groups and connected to the something I really advice is not doing that alone. Yeah. But again, like everyone's motivated differently. Some people would rather do it. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of figuring out like what makes you happy and what gives you fulfillment. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, thank you so much <laughs> for sharing about that, Sarah. You're welcome. I love just hearing about this. This is awesome. Yeah. Okay. To kind of like end up our time, I have some bigger questions for you. Yes. You can take them however you want, just whatever direction you feel. I wanted to ask you, like for you, we kind of talked about there's always hard seasons in life. There's hard and good seasons. For you, like what is something that keeps you motivated and keeps you going? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I look at my kids and they're a reason that I work hard with my mental health. They're a reason that I um, take the steps I do spiritually like for me, resting in God's truth, resting in him and like who he is and what he says about me and asking him for peace generally always redirects my day, redirects where I'm at. And, and I feel like even in the hard seasons, um, that's always been important for me. And, and my motivation for that is just I, I trust his spirit. I trust his voice. And he does he does something to us when we lean into him and um, but there's like that twofold piece too with my kids too. Like I look at them and I want to give them a healthy, happy mom. I want them, I want to be energetic for them. I want them to see me like on my bad days in my Bible and working out and, and choosing the best choices I can to help me. You know, they know I have bad days. They've seen them <laughs> yep. and I lose my cool. Um, yeah. So that's just huge for me to just continually model that of what it looks like to be a struggling human sometimes, but also like knowing that we, this is, we have hope and, you know, our emotions are not the end of everything. That's not maybe feeling big emotions right now, but this is not who I am. And this is not how it will always be. That's a lot of answers for one question. <laughs> no, that is great. Yes. That's a big question. And then I wanted to ask you like, what does life look like for you in this next season? Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I think the Lord's really doing something with me right now. 
I got to speak, I got to teach on Sunday. <gasps> you did, that's right. Yeah, and that was something that, again, I was like, where did this come from? I would have never done this. Um, and it's been, it was really great preparing for that and just learning in this, that, that season. I was speaking on Straight from the Mother's Heart was our topic and speaking on Elizabeth. And the Lord just really like brought a lot out there. Um, but I, you know, I think... And being challenged in a lot. And there's this song. It, it's from the mountain to the valley. I don't know if you've ever heard it. Oh, yeah. But I like that line where it talks about he takes me in. He leads me out. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just like the bridge. He takes me in. He leads me out. And I think, like, I've been in a season that he's been taking me in. Um, where I've been experiencing, like, just more difficulties with relationships. And there's so much tension right now. There's a lot of tension, right? For sure. Um, and, and I'm asking God a lot of questions. And I think, yeah, I think like I'm getting ready out to be, to have my voice again and to speak his truth and to, to bring joy and encouragement. We need, our world needs that. And I, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of moments that I might have to be brave. Um, but I know that's my, that's my voice right now is to bring his encouragement, bring his hope, bring his joy. Um, and I don't know maybe what that looks like. Is it speaking? I don't know. Is it just really doing what I'm doing? Um, I, I have it on my heart to start running more devotion faced fitness groups. You know what I mean? Like making that a big, that's a huge thing for me to do because it's a lot of work. And so committing to something like that, I need to know that I can do that, um, for my, my time and capacity, but I, I know he has some things he's stirring. So me too. I don't know. <laughs> and that'd be really cool to connect like faith and spirituality and like fitness and health and well-being and because I, I feel like that's all just like one big thing mm-hmm. yeah for like your body and well-being that's really cool things are coming <laughs> oh and your kids will be in school next year right yep I'm gonna have three kids in kindergarten through third grade oh my gosh so I'll just have kids still busy but summer who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> we're gonna the sprinkler and the trampoline is going to be my best friend. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes. Slip and slide. You could do like a slip and slide or something. Yes. Pool Just days. Lots of popsicles. And- oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much again, Sarah, for real. Thanks for having me. This was Truly, great. I love hanging great. out with you. This is awesome. Yes. Oh, I almost forgot. So I always ask this question last because I'm a very music-y person. Like, I just love music. And I always yeah. love hearing people's, like, favorite songs. So I like to ask, what is your favorite song at the moment? Do you have a favorite song at the moment right now? Oh, I have one. <clears throat> well, okay. I'll tell you. Can I tell you two? Yes, please. Yes. I don't know who likes to listen. So there's two kinds that I really love. The one that I listened to last year all year long was bird talker be where oh, you are i haven't heard that one it's so good okay it's be where you are and i had it on my board for so long because we were at home and it was like okay there's a lot of moments right now we just we need to be present with who it, and the people in front of us um, so good yeah. okay and then if you guys who those who are listening like worship music my favorite song right now is jubilee by Katie Torwalt and Maverick City. It's really good. I mean, I need some new wor- worship music. So I just made a playlist. I'll share it with you. <gasps> you it's did. Okay. 
So yes. I'll give it to you. Oh, and I almost forgot to ask, what is your Instagram name for people to check I am Sarah Brooks 7. Sarah Brooks 7. That's mm-hmm. right. Sarah Brooks. And it's funny, I was that before I had seven people in my family. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's we were like buried on 707. I'm Enneagram 7. What? <laughs> oh my gosh wow okay everyone go check her out she's awesome thank you and thank you again sarah this was the best and to the listeners whatever season just wanted to remind you whatever season you are in now joy will come as life is always changing so hope you guys all have a great day and see you next time bye